Well, welcome to the Priceful Podcast. This one's over five years in the making. Bruce Neller is back. First time we uh, had you on was episode nine. Go all the way back. Bruce dosed us with a new ingredient, focused nootropic ingredient. And guess what we have here? We have an updated form. It's been a long time coming. And yeah, you should watch on YouTube because uh, Bruce put some... Let's just say jet fuel with this stuff. <laughs> but Bruce, welcome back to the show. We have a lot to catch up on, but I think first things first, let's uh, kind of let's reintroduce you. You are with KLZ Holdings. You're doing some stuff with NutraSure. You're all over many different places in the industry, but a lot of people want to know about your new nootropic. We're going to try it right now. And then uh, as we get going, we're going to kind of give some feedback on it. Well, hey, guys. So uh, th thanks for having me on. Uh, sorry it's taken me five years, but, you know, COVID and some health issues have kind of... Uh, you know, slow me down a little bit. Last time I was on was pre-COVID, and you're right. I remember dosing you uh, with at the time it was a a, a new stimulant, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and some other folks too. Um, I was hoping to get it to market a little bit faster, uh, but uh, you know, as they say, stuff happens, right? Uh, the first thing that happened was COVID, right? I mean, heck, the the world shut down for multiple years, and during COVID, my uh, my Chinese research chemist died. And her lab shut down, so that 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 was a big uh, uh, a roadblock. Another thing was uh, I wanted to protect the the, the new thing and the new ingredients, and um, I had filed for uh, a non-published patent application, and I listened to some legal advice, and I wanted to try to cover everything possible, make sure nobody could find a loophole around it, and that kind of bogged things down because the USPTO, you know, they they wanted to thoroughly research out and vet everything I mentioned. Plus that I mentioned, there was this little thing called COVID, right? Uh, which shut them down for a while. So, uh, you know, it, it slowed things down a little bit. Uh, and uh, while I had hoped to get this on the market sooner, uh, I'm glad that it's not. I'm glad that I was able to sort of tweak it a little bit. Um, if you guys remember back in the, the 2000, we'll just say teens, I guess, um, Stims that began with the letter D and had four four letters to them were really popular, right? Like D-M-A-A, D-M-B-A, D-M-H-A. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they were popular. And I would argue they were probably pretty safe uh, if used in a, a, a measured dose. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know how, how it is. You know, you try to make something idiot-proof and you just can't. Uh, you know, people people ruined a good thing. Um, so they, they went away. Um but I guess we should define, you know, you know, what is a stim, right? What is a stimulant? And for me, it's something that has, uh, at its most basic level, has a, uh, a central nervous system and a peripheral feel to it, okay? An energizing effect. If it doesn't have both, it's not really a stimulant. And I base that off of uh, prescription stimulants like phenidates and amphetamines and, and things like that, or even caffeine. It's got a central nervous system feel and a, a peripheral feel. And if it doesn't have both, it's really not truly, in my my opinion, a stimulant. So when I was working on this, uh, my goal was I don't like things that have a uh, a peripheral feel. I'm not a big fan of the yohimbines. I don't particularly like uh, ephedrine, believe it or not. I know you mentioned that the other day, but it's, it's got a peripheral feel to it. I don't like things, especially at my age, you know, being the geezer that I am, things that will raise my blood pressure or heart rate. Um, you know, I'm kind of averse to. So I wanted to make this thing refine it as much as I can um, into something that is, you know, almost 100% uh, 
central nervous acting and has a negligible to no effect on blood pressure or heart rate or really causes you to, to sweat on its own. Uh, I think um, I'll, I'll, you guys can tell me if I'm there or not. I think I'm pretty close uh, to, to that point now. Uh, it's not, it doesn't have an overwhelming body feel. If any body feel, it's more of a central, centrally acting kind of feels more of a focused, nootropic kind of a, I feel pretty good and, you know, it's going to be okay sort of a feel, maybe. I mean, I'll let you guys talk about that. I mean, you, you try to you try what I call a half Waldrum. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get to that, but. <laughs> oh, so apparently we're measuring our doses in terms of Waldrums, yeah, which Chris, is Chris Waldrum. Chris Waldrum has been on the pod Formerly three times. Formerly Nutraceuticals, now he's over at Nutrex, I think. But yeah, yeah. He, he's been bugging me for years about this. So yeah. I, I may actually name the ingredient Waldramine <laughs> after him. Uh, I'm serious, you know, just because it's, you know, why not, right? I need a name, and and he he he's already tried it, and he liked it a lot too. You better watch um, out. He so might claim some rights to it. He's going to get a little royalty if you. Uh, uh, maybe you I don't know. Or, well, you know what I might do? I might just put his picture on the bottle, right? With so, big smiling. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is going to show up in my video if you're watching on YouTube, but this one is the full. Yeah. Effing Waldrum dose. So the it is effing Waldrum. Yeah, there you effing go. <laughs> Waldrum effect dose. U4X R&D use only. So yesterday I trained with what was the half or three fourths dose, and dose. I did have. Um, I tried to do go like basically what was I just to stimulate. I used like a fat burner with it, and um, definitely agree. I didn't feel like the the body effect that you get with the ingredients that start with a D or um or E or but I did get definitely a nootropic mood enhancement effect that I liked a lot. I can't really compare it to what happened in 2018 as much because that was a long time ago. I just know that I remember we were sitting together and it felt really good and we were having a good old time. And like, at some point I just like looked over and smiled. I'm like, yeah, this is working. So um, I would like to, to start by taking this. I am needing a little bit of a top off on caffeine. So I do have some liposomal biosomal caffeine leaf uh leaf labs is sent over. Mm. We had a podcast with them. So I'm just taking hundred milligrams of caffeine alongside. So, that's so okay. I uh, let or me apologize no. for the let me apologize for the taste, which is revolting. Yes, okay. Yes. I, I know that it is. Uh, I will eventually uh, probably call uh, Pete over at PTM, Pete Maletto, who's sort of famous in the industry for his ability to flavor stuff uh, when I'm ready to go. Uh, that's also in a liquid. The first time you took it, it was in a pill. Uh, that's deliberate too. I want to make sure that it is stable uh, in in an aqueous solution uh, because eventually, I think the markets change. We're seeing more RTDs and shots as opposed to people who want powders and pills. Uh, and that's been sitting there for a while now, right? Yeah, yep. that's been in there since it's, you should be like a week, oh, at least a week ago. Been a, yeah, it's been a week. This is the second one. So, right. Go. So, I mean, it, it, you know, the testing I've done shows that it is shelf stable for at least 90 days anyway. Okay. Ooh, that, yeah, that's the blue stuff, right? That is, yeah, it's the yeah. blue stuff. Not as bad as yesterday. I think I was ready. I kind of got it to the back of my throat. Ooh, it's coming back up. A little bit of antifreeze right here. But uh, windshield wiper fluid, I think I called yeah. it right. That's what it kind of looks like. As, uh, you yeah, get it on your tongue. Well, I noticed I got it on my lip uh, yesterday, and that area of my lip went a little bit numb. I'm not sure what you mix this with, but um, if, what, if the taste is attributable to the stimulant or to the liquids, it felt like you put it with Everclear or something. So like that's that, that's, so. that's that's this blue raspberry Gatorade, and <laughs> and the oh, the really? multiple ingredients that are mixed into it. That's all it is. Okay. Okay. So the ingredients. Definitely. I think you're like need, suspending it with some Everclear it. or something. No, it, you know, it goes into it goes. To, so that's the thing. The it's multi, it's multiple ingredients. I'm going to say it's more than two, but I'm not going to tell everybody how many. Um, and there what? are reasons reasons I don't want to go into here, but I promise when I'm ready to talk about it, you guys will be the ones who be 
break the reason why I'm using multiple ingredients and what they are and how they work, kind of in a, a, a cascading domino sort of a way to give you the effect that, that I'm looking for. It's a block certain of those peripheral things that I don't want to happen. Okay. But uh, I think the feel is overall, you know, like I said, I'm about 90% there. I'm going to tweak it a little bit more based on your feedback, which I value immensely and the feedback that uh, Brandon and, and Chris and some, some folks locally here are giving me. Um, the biggest complaint now obviously is taste. This isn't 1980 or even 2000 where something could taste horrible and see, you know, a lot of success in the market based on its functionality it's going to have to taste good. So I'm definitely very aware of it. Again, I apologize. I wanted you to, to, to be able to feel the effects and I'll worry about making it taste like, you know, Swedish fish and gummy beers, you know, once I get the desired, you know, mental effects. No, I'm not worried about that. And it wasn't that bad once I knew it was coming and everything, but um, is it, so is it going to be labeled as, when when it's finally labeled, will it have to have like let's say it's three or four ingredients? Will it have to show all of them in the actual? I, so so like I have big plans for this. Okay, um, you know, assuming everybody gives me consistent feedback and you guys agree and aren't just yesing me, and I'm sure you're not. You guys are like you know honest players. People like this a lot, and there's not really anything on the market that has uh, that's legal that has a feel similar to it. Okay, uh, the good thing is everything in that little syringe that you took, including the Gatorade, is a foodstuff. It qualifies already as uh, generally regarded as safe uh, and or uh, at least desheable, meaning uh, it is, that stuff is synthetic, but the, the actual ingredient can be found naturally occurring in stuff that's eaten in food, okay? So, you know, you know, you know how people make like synthetic versions of everything, right? But the original is found in food. So mm -hmm. I have a letter from... Um, an attorney uh, that says that it's 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 grass, it's it's fine. Uh, we'll do more studies on it, okay? Obviously, but because um, we'll want to we'll want to show what it can do from a functional standpoint. But from a safety standpoint, it's it's already okay as, as everything in there is already okay uh, as a uh, a food additive, which would allow me to at least ostensibly use it in a dietary supplement because dietary supplements are a subtype of food. So right. I'm not worried about the legality of it. Although I shouldn't say that. Um, I mean, guys, we know how the FDA is. If they don't, they, they don't do a whole lot now, right? I mean, they're they're really not as uh, robust and assertive as maybe they should be. But if they don't like something, even if it's legal, they can still make your life miserable. So maybe a better way for me to characterize the legality of it is it's legal today, but that doesn't mean they won't change their mind or write some silly rule and publish it in the Federal Register, you know, banning it for any or no reason or some anti-supplement physician that we know might not write a an article or an editorial about how it's you know endangering children or whatnot. But I'm going to do my best to prevent that from happening uh, on a couple of levels. First, I'm going to keep very tight control over this ingredient, and Brandon at NutriSure will be the only one that's going to be allowed to distribute it. Okay, uh, he's done a great job. He's a great guy. I know you guys know him pretty well too. Uh, he, he's an asset to the industry and, and also an honest broker. I've had nothing but good luck with him uh, since uh, Dr. Lopez's uh, unfortunate passing. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a very very strict dose limitation on it. So once I kind of ascertain what a a safe and somewhat conservative dose is, I'm not gonna like sell it to or let Brandon sell it to people and let them go nuts with it and say, well, you know, Bruce says 
it's 25 milligrams, we're going to use 50 or 100. No, you're not, because if, if you do that, I'm not going to sell you the ingredient. And since it's going to be patented, it's you're either going to buy it from me or you're not going to use it in, in America kind of a thing. Uh, you know, that that's one thing. So dose, number of doses per day, uh, strict warning, you know, other ingredients added to it. You know, you're not going to be one of these people that are going to go, okay, well, I'll just add 500 milligrams of caffeine on top of Bruce's. No. So more or less, you're going to have to send me your formula or branding your formula, and we're going to have to sign off on it. And if I, if I don't like it, if it looks like something that's um, got a high risk of AEs or SAEs, it's just not going to happen. I mean, at this point, if, if we can't uh, be responsible and uh, – do everything we can to ensure a high degree of safety uh, with a product, then, then you know, we, we really shouldn't be. I, I don't think we should be selling stuff. And not everybody agrees with that. So that's that's one thing. And the other the other thing is uh, companies that are known bad actors, I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, yeah, don't, even, don't even waste your time uh, pinging me or, or, or DMing me. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to reply. I'm just going to ignore you. As a matter of fact, if anybody's ever interested in this, the right person to talk to is Brandon. Right. I mean, I'm just the R&D guy. We joke about this now. It's just like, you know, put me in my dog cage and feed me once a day and leave me alone. Let Brandon, Brandon can do all the sales and marketing and, and all that stuff. And let me just like kind of like drill through ingredients and, and try to find, you know, new, cool, safe and effective stuff. So, you know, that's kind of where we are with this. Uh, I finally, man, it, it wasn't easy. Like I said, my chemist in China passed away. Uh, she worked for a pharmaceutical company, but had a side workshop. And she died during COVID, and it was very difficult to find somebody to replace her over there. Uh, nobody, nobody wants to work anymore, guys. I mean, it's it's bizarre. Unless there's like absolute stupid guarantees, you know. Nobody wants to, you know, to to, to do any real meaningful R and D unless they know there's a huge payday, like a hundred percent payday at the end of it. So it took me uh, six or seven tries to convince someone to to work with me on this project over there. So uh, let me ask, <clears throat> I'm, <clears throat> I'm not sure how much you're willing to share. Um, and one note I wanted to note before we keep going is that not only are you involved with these things, uh, also people have you to thank for 3D Pump Breakthrough, you and and the team. Uh, but I think we we should note that as well, that, uh, that that it was a popular ingredient. Is there anything in how this product works at this present time that you're willing to share uh, to understand any sort of any pathways or any pathways you're blocking? Sure. Uh, absolutely. I'm not going to talk and- about... I was going to interrupt real quickly. We do have a blog post that's up there from before, and maybe it needs updating because it seems like you may have changed some stuff. But like that is one thing that people have been able to reference in the past. Well, I mean, you, you could change it or update it based off of uh, off this video. So, right. you know, it's 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 primarily uh, centrally acting. Uh, I've, I guess, I guess people don't realize how difficult it is to find things that do what you want that meet the definition of a dietary ingredient. You know, there's plenty of things I could synthesize knowing a little bit about medicinal chemistry or pharmacology, you know, and actually I don't even have to. I could ask AI to do it for me now, right? Like, hey, you know, build this for me and tell me what molecule I need, right? And and it does a reasonably uh, good job most of the time, except when it lies to you, right? Um, But, (laughs) which which that happens too. Uh, But finding stuff that is, you know, found in food uh, that that has the effects you want but doesn't have the effects you don't want, not so easy. It took me a long time 
uh, multiple iterations to do this. So I, I think I'm about there. Uh, I, I may modify the levels of one ingredient that's in there a little bit more, okay? Because, uh, you know, at the half Waldron dose, some people were complaining it's not quite where it needs to be. And you guys got the full ether Waldron today. You may say it's it's a little too much, and I, I may need to find a happy medium by keeping everything the same except for one thing. I may need to maybe to change it a little bit. Um, but it, it, it should be pretty obvious to anybody who's tried it that it works on dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, and, and neurotransmitters, uh, you know, past the blood-brain barrier predominantly. And um, it's not hitting, you know, epinephrine or even epinephrine, but it's not hitting things peripherally. So it's passing the blood-brain barrier pr predominantly and getting metabolized there rather than in the periphery where you would see, you know, a, a rise in heart rate and a rise in blood pressure, maybe some sweating, um, you know, dry mouth and whatnot. And I'm hoping you guys aren't, aren't feeling any of that. I, I'm already pretty deep in the thick of it. I took a little bit earlier than Mike did, but uh, the the comparison to the, to the half dose, the half dose I felt amazingly, and I can understand why some people would want a little bit more. This dose I'm at right now, I wouldn't want to be sitting at this desk normally. Like I would want to be working out otherwise. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, right at the nine minute mark for me, I'm at 10 minutes now. I started feeling it. Um, it's the same as yesterday, but it's faster. I was working out yesterday, but it was, uh, uh, things are, things are, I'm speeding up and things are slowing down is like what I would, what I could say for you. Like, I'm like wanting to jump in here. I have a list of questions already. I'm starting to get going. You, uh, so I'm not sure the previous our article we have, you said that none of them are PEA backboned. Um, but I am kind of getting that PEA like dopamine kick, you know? So that's where I'm starting to get, but yeah, I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel sped up a bit and it's more so than yesterday and I'm not training. And I know this biosomal caffeine hasn't done anything yet. I only took hundred milligrams anyway. So that just levels me off cause I'm slightly addicted to caffeine. So, um, I would say you did a great job at what you were saying that it's, it's all like, I feel it all in my brain. I, I feel, I don't feel almost any increase in heart rate or blood pressure. Um, this is the kind of thing that I think goes really, really well with any kind of pre-workout, you know, you can add this in and there might, there are usually other, are other ingredients in a pre-workout or, you know, maybe a nootropic that may increase your heart rate some, but th I, this is, this only adds to formulas. I feel it doesn't detract in any way. Yeah. I, from what I'm thinking right now, we just took the pre-workout dose, whereas we, this is not the sit down and do a nootropic pill dose. So I, <laughs> I would do less than a wall drum for that is like where I'm at right now. Uh, we'll see how the next, like how long do you expect this to, to last? Um, so that's the other thing is one of the things that I found very frustrating back in the, the 2000 and teens was uh, the crash that a lot of these things had, right? They worked really well and the fall off was horrible. Like you, you fell off to like below baseline and you just wanted to lay down on a couch. Uh, the way that I layered this is so that it has more of a, a, a crescendoing taper and it kind of, kind of, I hope it just kind of disappears and you're like, all right, it's gone, but I don't feel like I need to sleep for the next day. And I'm, I'm just, you know, that, that crash that caffeine sometimes gives you, or, or even like your sometimes give you, uh, it doesn't have that. Or even some of the, the other four letter D acronym stuff we're known for. Um, this has got a, a much, I hope, you guys tell me later on, or you, or you tell your, your listeners later on, a, a smoother taper. So um, I, I guess um, I've gotten older, and this is this is a 
a nootropic focus agent that's geared towards people like me. Okay, it's it's I, I'm older. I, I can't handle something that's going to crank my blood pressure up. I mean, that would be bad. I'm in my fifties. I could have a stroke or something that could, you know, really raise my my resting heart rate to you know a level that's not safe. Um, I don't want something that's going to give me dry mouth. I don't want something that uh, is going to give me erectile dysfunction, guys. If you want. Uh, if you're able to later on, go find your significant others and, uh, you know, you'll see that it has absolutely no no effect. So it, the, the vasoconstricting effect that a lot of other uh, things were known for is absent here. It took a lot of work to do this and even more work to be able to do it and make sure that it was going to be, you know, compliant, that, that it was ingredients, that, you know, chemicals that I could sell in, in foodstuffs. Um, so that's just kind of, um, you know... Do I, I, I don't know. Is is it is saying it's a little bit more refined and adult proper? I mean, is that is 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 it an adult nootropic and not something for the, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to insult anybody. And say it's not for like millennials or or Gen Z or what. It's for everybody. But you know, it, it's it's definitely something that's safer and maybe certainly well suited for you know you know baby boomers and people my age. Well, I would say that you're approaching it as a more adult type thing with some of the previous ingredients, we just flipped them out to the market. They got taken advantage of and they got smashed. And for you, I think you for forwent a lot of financial short-term games, gains so that you could do this right. And by doing it right means having the patent, controlling it and trying to, to not get smashed by regulatory authorities, having your ducks in a row. So uh, that alone kind of shows it. And, and that goes along with, it's one of my comments that I, I've written down. Um, the FDA does seem to go after some of those quote unquote body feel ingredients more. And I like the body feel uh, because I, I like the training aids, but at the same time, those are the ones that they don't seem to appreciate as much too. And maybe it is because they might be hypertensive. So it's probably a good idea that you didn't do that. So my, my, my next question is, would you be able to add if like, how crazy are you going to get when someone tries to formulate with this? If I want to add my own Yohimbine hydrochloride or something like that, and you don't like Yohimbine, but well, I'm not, a, so, so flat out. Okay. Yohimbine, in my opinion is, is a prescription drug. It's not a dietary ingredient. Okay, so that's that's if, if you come at me and say, yeah, I'm putting raw wolfine, alpha yohimbine, or yohimbine or yohimbine hydrochloride in it, you're not using my ingredient. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah, I, I want to know if you're going that far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. Absolutely not. I, I'm not gonna. So here's the thing. Uh, God, this is gonna come off really arrogant. I, I really <laughs> I apologize. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just trying to be honest. Okay. I I, I think this is the end of the line when it comes to uh, compliance ingredients, you know, in this genre, there's not a lot left that I can see. I, my, my goal, obviously I want to make money, but I want to keep it available on the market for as long as possible. Okay. To do that, I need to make sure that it's safe. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be effective and people got to like it and it's got to taste good or they're definitely not going to eat it. Okay. But if it's not safe, then I have a real problem. Okay. Um, I think that said, other ingredients are, are, are could be problematic. Well, I think this thing will be inherently safe. The, the dosing I want to use, people adding other things to it could be a problem. So, yeah, I'll let somebody add 200 milligrams of caffeine to it with a dose. But if you come at me and say, I'm, I'm, I'm using 500 milligrams, no, you're not using 500 milligrams of caffeine. If you come at me with esoteric stuff or uh, you're not willing to open label the, the stuff, okay, I, I mean, and give consumers full transparency as to what they're getting. 
I, I'm going to have a real hard time. Uh, you, you, I'm not saying it's impossible, but you'd have to really convince me as to why it's necessary. Okay. I think uh, and it would have to be open labeled to me while I'm looking at it. And I would have to be able to sign off on it. So if you don't want to tell everybody, if, if you think that's a smart marketing plan, I mean, that's your business, but I mean, I'm going to be able to, I need access to your MBR, your, your master batch, batch records, your batch records and all that. I need to see what you're doing. Um, or I'm not going to let you use it. And there are, I know there are people out there are going to be like, yeah, screw this guy. Who does he think he is? I'm a nobody, man. I'm just a guy who's been, you know, grinding out a living in this industry for 30 years. Okay. Uh, you don't have to use my ingredients if you don't want to. No, If you don't want to play by my rules, it's my ball. I'll take it and go home. Right. And, and, and that's just how it's got to be. Again, my goal is to keep this on the market uh, for as long as possible, which means safety, safety, and of course, safety. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to let you call it a stimulant because I don't think it meets the definition of a stimulant based on what I said before. Uh, I also know that the second the FDA hears the word stimulant, I mean, I, I might as well be radioactive. Right. I might as well put on like a neon green target on my back. I mean, even if it's not a stimulant, if you call it a stimulant, you know, it, it's it's not a good look. They don't like that. So uh, I don't think it meets the definition of a stimulant. And uh, I'm not going to let anybody say it's, it's a stimulant. You could call it a mood elevating agent, mood enhancing agent, nootropic focus agent. Uh, you might find that it even has some appetite quelling effects. We could go the whole anorectic route if you wanted to do that, because there are people that may want to say it's it has uh, an aspect of weight loss. Uh, we, you know, I want to explore that a little more, more robustly down the line. But if you're thinking about calling a stimulant on your label and your literature, you're not going to be able to use the ingredient. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, what we've been seeing over the last couple of years is we see these new patented or branded ingredients that um, are, are seen as, as premium. You know, there's these brands building these huge brands around ingredients, but at the same time, they're allowing them to be sold with you know, a gram of caffeine or, you know, we just saw dynamine with DMAA this morning. You know, it's, it's like, if it's premium, you should be protecting that value of that ingredient. So I'm, I'm super on board with what you're saying here about just protecting the quality of it. And at the end of the day, it is your ingredient. Like if, if people don't like the, 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 you know, stipulations you're putting it, it's, it's, it's your ball. You take it home. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but again, I, you know, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, so, you know, the other thing is packaging will be a big deal too, right? Um, you know, so if you're going to be making some kind of a liquid form, and I think it'll do well in an RTD, assuming we can get it to taste well, which I don't, I don't think would be a problem, or even a, like a two-ounce like energy shot, like in the, the five-hour energy kind of train, okay? Um, again, it's got to be single dose only, right? So if you're thinking about putting four dose, remember how they had like, you know, the, the RTDs, but there'd be four doses that people wouldn't realize it. They'd drink the whole thing and they'd be, they'd be screwed, right? Like Red Lion Extreme or some one of those products uh, kind of had something. All right. I don't, yeah. That actually happened to me. I, again, my fault. I didn't read the 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 packaging, but um, you know, the assumption is if it's in a can or a bottle, it's single serving. Well, that's my assumption too. So again, solo dose in it. Um, if you're making a, there will be a powdered version of this, by the way. It doesn't always have to be liquid. So it, it, is, it is powderable um, or solid. Uh, so you could put it in a capsule or tablet or, or whatnot. Um, it may even be doable in um, like, like a, well, I'm thinking of, 
it, it has to be big. You might be able to stuff it in a gummy, but I don't know how you'd kill the taste because gummies are usually really small dose. I mean, you'd have to take an awful lot of gummies to fill it. Uh, but if you're like me, gummy beers, that's not a problem because I always eat the whole bag anyway. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know anybody eats one gummy. Uh, but uh, again, I'm going to be very careful. Uh, packaging is going to be important. Print is going to be important um, and, and, and all that. I, I want to make sure that it's not uh, one, that there's no way it's going to be targeting anybody under the age of 18. So if I see your ads and it looks like you're focusing on high school kids or whatnot, um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take it away from you. Uh, it's an adult product for adults uh, designed by a, a guy who's definitely old, me, um, for other guys that or to safely use who are old like me, that doesn't mean that younger people can't use it or shouldn't use it or won't like it. It just means that I don't want, uh, what I don't want is I don't want it to turn up as a, an X alternative at the local rave, right? Uh, that would be bad. I don't want people, you know, drinking three shots of this stuff at a time and getting, you know, three times the dose you guys get, which would be really uncomfortable, right? Um, yeah, I should say um, it's not uncomfortable. It's a great feeling. I love how it feels. I am impressed that it's legal. I'll put it that way. Like I, I'm not saying that it mimics anything that is illegal or anything, but to get this level of like a brain buzz in this industry, it normally is not coming from something that's legal. And Five think, years, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> but I also think like I. I think you're too hard on yourself about it becoming from an old guy. I think it's coming from someone with experience that knows what happens to these ingredients if they're abused. You know, uh, when when DMHA, DMA, all that stuff came out early, like I think there were responsible ways to use them. But now we're looking at 200, 300 milligrams of them in these it, coming from, from like bathtub breweries. You know, it. it I like the uh, mature focus that you have on it because I think this absolutely can be used in a safe way. Well, one of, one of the things that happened that I learned the hard way uh, was with DMHA. And as you guys know, that was kind of like my thing, okay, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, and realistically, I was probably the only person in America that was bringing it in to America as DMHA hydrochloride. And I brought it in legally. It was, it was labeled as DMHA hydrochloride, okay. And I, I, I didn't control what other people did with it once I sold it to them, which I probably should have done, did a, a better job doing that. But, I mean, it got stopped by, I mean, I had hundreds of kilos stopped by customs. And, you know, they're like, what is this stuff? I'm like, it's a dietary ingredient. I, I have an email from, from, a, from customs saying that I could have it. So, I mean, if, if they ever came back and said, why do you think you could sell this stuff? I, would, I was going to say, I think we talked about this before. I'm like, well, I brought it in. You stopped it. They asked what it was. I gave them paperwork. They let me have it. So you guys kind of tacitly blessed it. You know, that was my kind of get out of jail free card. But the problem I had with DMHA at the time was it wasn't patented. So anybody could go get it and make it. And a couple of companies contacted me for samples and I gave it to them. And then they asked, what, you know, how much was I selling it for? And, you know, I gave a price and they didn't like it. They didn't buy it for me. And they came back and they're like, I can get it for half that. I'm like, I, I don't think you can. I think you better test it. And they didn't. And what really happened was all of that leftover DMBA that was sitting in China, they just relabeled it and sold it as DMHA. And if you look at, at, the, at the Cohen study, how many of those guys got caught, right? Or put, right? They all got caught because they never they did, 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 didn't do any product testing. They didn't do any ingredient testing. So anybody that used real DMHA for me, you know, whether or not that was a legal ingredient, 
we could talk about that another time. But at least it was what it was supposed to be. Other people were buying stuff they thought was DMHA, and it wasn't. So that's another thing by me keeping a very tight control over the supply chain and it being patented is you really can't use it unless you get it from me. And I know my stuff is going to be exactly what the label says it's going to be. And it's not going to deviate. Okay. I, I mean, we did all kinds of on DMHA, all kinds of obnoxious nuclear magnetic resonance testing, crystallography. I mean, I use uh, Alston Sykes at RTP down in the Carolinas. I've, I've known him forever. Uh, I like him because his lab has a DEA license. He can handle controlled substances. Um, not that I'm using him or anything like that, but I mean, you know, God forbid something popped up, you know, it, it's, it's, it's okay for him to be in possession of them. Okay. He, he's got a license, but you know, I did a lot of work on that and you know, I, I didn't really make a whole lot of money on DMHA uh, for, for the, for the reasons I've just, you know, elucidated, you know, people went around me, they got what they thought was a better deal. They bought something they thought was DMHA and uh, it wasn't. And that, really, really hurt the market. It scared everybody off. FDA got wind of it. And what did they do? They warning lettered everybody to death. Now, I, I mean, if I got a warning letter, I would stop and cooperate with, with, with FDA. But that doesn't mean that everybody will, right? Or that doesn't mean they will shut down and open up right next door under a new name. So um, I, I, again, I'm going to be really, uh, God, I, like a helicopter dad, maybe this stuff. This is my baby, and I'm not gonna let you. I'm gonna you know, make sure that you guys or in the industry don't do anything, you know, outrageously stupid. And because it's mine, I get to decide what outrageously stupid is. There are people are gonna be like, "Oh, come on, man! It's, I mean, is it really, really? Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, we've lost so many ingredients that should still be on the market that have a high degree of safety, just because people did really irresponsible things with them and. Um, I don't know. Now that I'm sort of like in the twilight of my career, you know, that bothers me that, you know, maybe, maybe I could have done more in the past to have prevented that from happening. And I didn't, you know, I don't want that to happen again. Uh, not on my watch anyway. Yeah. I think we were just so excited to get the next thing out that like the whole, it just propelled you into like action where the, yeah, the, the better idea probably would have been to take a step back and just think about all these different scenarios and stuff. But Hey, that's why we're we're still here, you know. So you, it's it's not over yet. So I'm glad that you've uh, attempted to do everything right. So uh, I have a couple questions written down, but like, can you take us through? Unless Ben has a better question, I kind of want to know like, what are the steps necessary um, in order to get something like this out? Is it patented yet? Like, do you have to do before you before it's out? Like, what what do you have to do? I do have a really quick question Safety before we get into the long question. Sure. I, just absolute curiosity. Do you think DMHA on the market right now is all fake, knowing what you know from bringing it in? Uh, I wouldn't say all of it. I would say the vast majority of it is probably uh, DMBA. But the, the, the other one, the, the DMB, DM, I got, it was DMAA, the DM, what is it? DMBA was Amcitrate. Yeah, Amcitrate. So I think there was a huge supply of that when, that, when the legs got chopped out uh, from that and right. it was made or deemed to be illegal. And there was a lot in China and the, the, the price fell up because, you know, I mean, something's better than nothing, right? I mean, getting some money back is nothing. So when DMHA was brought in, a lot of these people that had the, the, the amp citrate, they're like, well, we'll just relabel it as that. The feel is pretty similar and the dosing's about the same. And, and, and I think, yeah, I think a lot of it then, back in the teens, even up, through, up, up until COVID, 
uh, it was was mislabeled. I, I I don't think is there a lot of DMHA still left on the market? Are people yeah, still so- it dep- yeah, yeah, it's out there and everything. I just saw a label with it today. I think right now, like one thing that you did, and that was also thanks to Alton Sykes, um, who I had worked with a little bit too, was testing for DMHA as two amino amino six methylheptane versus the two amino five version. Well, that was which, Pat Patrick's, yeah, yeah. Well, the two amino five version was not technically DMHA. It's not a hex. It's a uh, penta or whatever. So, right, yeah. um, I, I, so that's the thing is a lot of people are telling, calling two amino five DMHA two amino five for me gave a way more wicked crash compared to the DMHA that I knew was tested well, which was yours. And one other that I tested, don't want to bring them in or anything. It was a good product. Um, that one was a better effect. So now when we have two different chemical structures being called this one thing, what is what and you don't know unless you get it tested probably not many people want to test it and probably you know like no one's going to go bother so i it's tougher to know what exactly is out there so that's kind of my answer to ben my Um, problem is is bruce's question specifically highlights this he he asks is there still dmha on the market and and you're asking me if there are products that say dmha that that was really what the question because that's all i would know right you know and to that it's everywhere every single store like like bruce in our state jersey there's dozens of stores that sell a ton of dmha they sell dmaa but no names i know i know i know a chain near us yeah, they're also they sell illegal stuff too. They, they, they I mean, you could go in there and buy peptides, right? Okay, but, but you have no clue because there's a great point. SARMs and peptides is 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 that is that actually Austrian or is it D ball? Right? Like it, in some cases, this is even worse. Like I don't want. I'd rather have a D ball. <laughs> yeah, and, and and so it's like it's. You ask me, is this out there? It, it, there's people saying it's out there, but there's kids that don't even know what they're taking. They can't even make an informed decision. I don't want them to have to make a decision about using this product, but if they're going to, they should at least know what they're taking. So I'm glad that the three of us are on the same page with this, that safety and transparency equate to longevity in, 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 in product life, okay? Yeah, I could have you know hundreds of kilos of this stuff done in six to eight weeks and I could just dump it on the market and not say anything. And I could probably just make a bombing run and sell it for 90 days and let people do what they want. But it's going to draw unwanted media attention. It's going to draw unwanted attention from the anti-supplement. We'll call it the allopathic physician crowds that every supplement is bad. You know what, you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually somebody's going to do something stupid and they end up in the emergency room and you know they'll send you know the... The Sith Lords, the two FDA agents, how they always come in, in pairs, like Sith Lords, right? I've talked about that. Um, they come talk to me about it. I don't want that to happen. I want to have all my ducks in a row. Okay, I want to have, and I do have, a memoranda from an attorney saying it's legal. So if they come and bother me and say, well, why do you think you could sell this? I'm going to say, well, I'm a regular guy. You know, whether or not you want to consider me to be an expert or not, it's debatable. But an attorney with experience in the industry Okay, who's litigated cases at the federal level is a bona fide expert. Okay, and if this attorney wants to say that, in this attorney's opinion, it's legal and 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 Mr. Nella can sell it, I can at least say I did my due diligence. Okay, I I wasn't a hundred percent sure being a non-attorney, being a non-expert, so I sought out somebody who was an industry expert to get their expert opinion, and their expert opinion is it's totally kosher. 
So it's not like I tried to trick anybody or there's any shenanigans or slights of hands or anything like that. It's, you know, I'm trying to, to, to dot every I and cross every T to make sure that, you know, now we both know, all of us know, that won't stop them from saying, yeah, we don't care. You can't sell it anymore. Well, all right, you could go that route. But it will give me a little bit of, uh, I, I think, credibility uh, with, you know, FDA or, or any other, or state agency that was unhappy, a border pharmacy or something that was unhappy with it. Um, you know, with, with like I say, you know, like the guy wasn't like out to, to like, you know, hurt anybody or just make quick money and, and run away. He was legitimately trying to, you know, ensure that there was a high degree of uh, safety and, and that people weren't abusing it and whatnot. And again, uh, controlling dose, controlling who gets it, controlling how it's marketed, where and how it's sold. Um, that all goes to it. You know, another thing is I can't stop somebody from selling this stuff in a vape shop or a head shop, but I'll be pissed as hell if I walk into one of these places and spot check and I see my product in a vape shop. It doesn't belong there. I don't want. I don't want to ever see this stuff being vaped or or in a, in a place like that. Okay, it's it's not really that kind of a product. Uh, I would be. I would contact a brand, a label holder, if I saw that, and they got to tell me, you know, we we didn't know it got in there. The distributor, you know, they always blame it on somebody else. But, I, but I'm going to put, you know, you know what I mean, right? But I'll put them on notice and I'll be like, well, okay, you need to figure out who's doing it and tell them that, you know, there could be repercussions, including me pulling the ingredient from line. So, uh, I mean, you know, look at it that way. I mean, you guys have tried a couple of different doses of this now, okay? Um, so so you, you've got a, you know, a relatively good idea. You've got, you know, you've got you know, N equal two points to, to, to how this feels. Mike's smiling, so I'm guessing he's feeling pretty good, okay? Um, I, I mean... In your opinion, I mean, which is just that, it's just anecdotal. I mean, do, do you feel that, that I put you in any, you know, really overt danger by giving you this? I mean, do you feel like bad or nervous? Or you're you're having a bad time or it's it's it any way unpleasant other than you want to get up and do something? I, sh muted, I should say but... I was muted. Uh, I think one of the big differences that I'm sitting is at a training. So there, there, the only thing I would say is that I wanted to get up and go do something, which is like, that's... That's what a focus agent should do, right? Um, I love it. I, I I think this is an awesome ingredient. I, I want to I want to try. Thank you very much. This. I appreciate it. Your, your opinion really means a lot to me, by the way. Absolutely. So that that hearing that from you tells me that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. No, no I want to try this. Like a, I want to try some different situations, right? I want to I want I want to go to the gym. I want to do jujitsu. I want to I want to like read with this too. You know, there, I I feel a, a lot of positivity with it. I feel like we, yeah, right when you said oh, you want to get up and do something, I was like thinking that exact same thing in my head. Like, honestly, if we were all together, I think this, like, what would be fun if we were just sitting talking and we had lav mics on, we were playing darts. Like, <laughs> we, I, I need to do something so right it's now. Fun, it's, it's funny you mentioned darts. And you I know didn't why? play darts. I don't know why that came in my head. Well, but, like, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a quick story, okay? So um, Chris Chris, and, and Brandon are pretty good friends. He's going to kill me for, for telling you guys this. but And they went camping together last week, okay? And I sent them a dose so they could take while they were camping and um, they ended up playing darts and uh, Brendan hit like three out of eight bullseyes on this stuff to be able to focus playing darts. I'm serious. I mean, it's just funny you mentioned darts because they went and played darts in the woods and he was like, you know, throwing bullseyes at an un unbelievable rate, you know, while, while, while on this, this focus agent. So, uh, I just, I just, I just thought that was kind of funny that you just mentioned that because yeah, that's really weird because I haven't mentioned darts in like twenty years. So awesome. maybe, maybe, maybe I'll have to pitch it to the local dart leagues at the, the pool halls and stuff like that, right? Maybe it's a, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it's just, um, I think there's something here. Um, 
my, my, my hope is I can get um, a notice of allowance from the USPTO in 2024, okay, early 2024, then I can reveal everything, okay, and then I can, once I get the notice of allowance, um, I'm going to start, I'm going to do more testing on it. I don't have to because it's already gross, right? I could sell it as is to say whatever, right? Well, that's but, what I want to... I- I want to get into that and everything, but so you're you're saying early 2024. Everyone's gonna be wondering what when. So early 2024 sounds like. Well, no, early 2024 is, is when I when I hope that the, the patent office will give me some kind of protection. So it's mine, okay. Um, I had to refile because the last time uh, I listened to some some advice to try to like cover about 120 ingredients, and then yeah, so this this I I, I refiled. I I, I didn't. I suppress publication, and um, they're they're examining it. Okay, so it'll be a, a much more streamlined, easier examination than having to go through 120 different ingredients one at a time. Okay, what I realized is, um, to, while people could use some of those ingredients to go rami, there would be impossibly expensive for them. To, I mean, the, this is the problem with our science guys is sometimes we don't realize that this is a great ingredient, but no one's going to pay nine dollars a dose for it, right? So. Uh, Right, so some of the ingredients that I try to protect, uh, while technically are usable, this from an economic standpoint make them uh, unpalatable because people just are, are not gonna. Especially, uh, our industry is known for it. I mean, if it costs one of the five dollars a can, nobody wants to make it. So, uh, yeah, I had a, I had I took the ingredients that worked that were most economical and easy to do. So once I get the notice of allowance, uh, I'm gonna do. I want to do uh, some more. Uh, safety study, safety work on it. Okay, even though there is stuff that exists already, uh, even though it's already covered, I, I, I want uh, to, I want to um, get some some uh, safety data on the multiple ingredients used together, and not in a silo as an individual ingredient, because that's what it is basically right now. It's a bunch of ingredients. Each one of those ingredients has individual safety, and you know, it's got the whole null data, and, you know, everything you would need to make it a a food additive, you know, in isolation. But I mean, again, from a safety standpoint, together are all of these things okay? So I'm, I'm going to want to run some kind of a safety study, a short-term one in humans. I'll want to do the the mandatory, you know, murine rat study for, you know, mutagenicity and teratogenicity on it, stuff like that. Stuff that you would use for a, a grass affirmation or an NDIN. Uh, again, um, I, has anybody ever claimed that there was too claim uh, complained there was too much safety data? Right? I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, no. It's usually, hey man, there's not enough. You didn't do en- you didn't do enough work. You didn't you didn't prove or or show a, a, a you know a, a real uh, high coefficient that 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 that, that you're, what you're doing is going to be safe. You know that, that, that it's much more probably safe than than not. Uh, so so I want to I, I want to do that for sure. Um, probably, I'm guessing that's probably what, that's a 90 day study anyway with, 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 with the rats. So I'm hoping things go well, this will happen in 2024. Um, but look, I've waited five years. I had to go through COVID. I had to go through, uh, the death of, uh, one of the the brightest and most talented synthetic chemists that that I've ever met. Uh, I've had to go through, uh, a botched. You know, again, my fault. Uh, patent application, trying to protect things that didn't need protecting. Um, so, if it takes an extra six months at this point, 
people will wait. I mean, I'm lucky that I'm at, I'm at the point now that I've got something that feels good and feels the way that I want. And I, I feel comfortable enough to let you guys try it. Right. Bruce, let me ask you. Uh, so we know there's more than two ingredients in this ingredient. Yes. Uh, it's reminding me a lot of what you did with 3d pump breakthrough where you use multiple ingredients for a single goal that works together or against each other. And you use them, <clears throat> let's say, uh, strategically because of their actual physical uh, attributes as well. Um, is this just three powders mixed together or is there another situation like where, like with 3d pump breakthrough where you sprayed, uh, the glycerol on the citrulline or something like that? So I'm going to invoke my fifth amendment, right? Not to incriminate cool. myself, but I will <laughs> say this. Okay. That there, there's more than one active ingredient and there's less than a hundred. Okay. okay. Um, and it, it, it's stable as it's obviously stable as a powder. And, and it's also now, you know, stable as a, um, a liquid. Um, I did a 90 day stability test on it and you know, it, it, no potency loss, you know, nothing like that. Um, and I, I will, I will tell you something else too. Okay. I, I'm going to give you a, a little scoop here. Okay. None of the constituents are salts. Okay. Okay. So that, 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 that's a, that's a big, a big one there. Cause there are people who will be like, he just salted out this, that, or the other thing. No, that's, that's not really true. None of the, you could take this one to the bank. Nothing in there is a salt. Okay. That's good, so yeah, for comp compliance reasons, some of the salts get attacked. More well, it'd be a problem if it was a salt. Wouldn't be compliant. Chloride tree or whatever. Right. You know, so right. I mean, I mean, like you know, amino acids and vitamins are generally not considered to be chemically modified if you make salts of them. But everything else is. Okay, it would be a new molecular entity. Okay, and FDA would have a problem. So that that's one of the things that you know we didn't really realize back in the the D days, the DMAA days is, well, we need to make this a solid. Okay, well, let's make a hydrochloride or a citrate salt or whatever, right? Well, you, you can't do that. Just because maybe the base compound is legal, making it a salt would make it something totally different and would make it something that needs a, you know, people don't realize uh, how much salting something out changes the, the bioavailability and the pharmacokinetics and dynamics of something. And, and the point that I use is look at Adderall. Adderall is not one drug. It's four methamphetamine, it's four, sorry, deamphetamine salts, okay? Um, and there's a reason why they use four salts, right? It's because they want to get a prolonged effect. They don't want it to smash you in the mouth and go away in an hour, okay? So, so again, salts matter. The salts you use matter, and they're all different. So salting something out changes something to the point in most cases where FDA would require you to um, submit an NDIN or a gross substantiation, or they would find it to be an adulterated drug. Awesome. Don't want that to happen. Yeah. Well, Mike, this is all for you questions. I, I, I'm, I'm good. Right, I so, <laughs> so I guess you've kind of talked about the safety. Would you consider getting a self-affirmed, do it performing a self-affirmed grass on the actual ingredient itself? Because, then, so this is referring back to episode 100 with Dan Fabricant when we were in Washington, D.C. And yes. we were kind of going back through the, the D-Days and talking about, you know, first off, he's like, at, at some point, USP Labs is making so much money. He's like, all they had to do, they should have just filed an NDI, at least tried. That's right. kind of what he said. But he also Agreed. said, he, he mentioned that he's like, they could have done a grass affirmation, put it in DMAA water, and in six months or so, it's in the food supply. So is that a potential strategy 
that you have? Like, I know that all this stuff's not cheap to do, but would you consider doing a self? Uh, it, it, it's on my, uh, it's on my yellow sticky note. Okay. Uh, things to do. So here, here's my take on it. Okay. I, I want to have it, the whole thing self from grass. Okay. Uh, and in addition to that, I want it to be done right. And there's a procedure that's very specific, how it's been published in the federal register. There are a lot of companies that, you know, I'm not going to mention any names that sell ingredients. And like we self-affirmed it as grass. Well, no, you didn't because you didn't follow the method that FDA outlined. So I'm going to follow that to the letter. And what that means is this, all of the data that I'm going to call to have my, my panel of experts say it's generally regarded as safe will be in the public domain. So if it's not in the public domain, meaning if I can't find what you're using to substantiate your grass dossier, it's not grass. It doesn't matter what you have hidden and proprietary. Okay, F FDA, when they publish it in the Federal Register, you can ask Dan Fabricant about it. Him and I don't always get along about things, although I'll admit recently with the uh, MPL, I'm sort of maybe coming around to his side a little bit. Okay, Him and I have been, you know, the one time I thought we were going to kill each other. Uh, but um, I think he would agree with me that if you want to do, do something and, and self-affirmative as grass, all the data and the conclusions has to be in the public domain so the average person not just, the, not just the expert can see it and, and draw that conclusion too. So I would make, I'm going to make all the data public. I have to by law. And even if I didn't, I would anyway. You have a right to know, man. I mean, you, you, I mean you're, you're, you're giving me your money to use my ingredients, eat something, okay? Because you want to elicit a specific effect that I'm promising you, okay? And you have a, a we have an understanding that I, I'm going to do everything I can to ensure that it's, it's, it's safe. It's not going to hurt you, okay? And if I have data that, that illustrates that, like, why wouldn't I want to share that with you? I love that. Agreed. Um, I love it. Yeah. I mean, we've always fought for transparency. Um, you, it, it's not always on like the 3D pump labels, but you, you disclose the, man, I but now it is like we, you, we disclose the, so increase. we can talk about that for a minute. Cause you and I went back and forth a little bit about that and, and maybe I was, I was a lot of line. I'm also teasing. You know, I don't think you always get my sense of humor, but okay. <laughs> okay so, but... okay. So you, you get upset. Here's the background for everyone's like, you, you get upset if I call it a proprietary blend, but I was like, technically it's a blend and technically it's proprietary because it's patented. So, um, it, it, I call it a proprietary blend at one point, but we all do know the doses that are in the patent and they are now fully disclosed. So, um, we but, love, but you we see, love transparency. But you've seen, you've seen the, the regulatory dossier that I send everybody, right? Yeah, I mean it's pretty robust, right? Yeah, I mean it, it lays out like you know down to like it's a minute detail what's in you know how many grams milligrams is in everything. Everybody yeah. gets that, okay? Our industry and, is lucky to have you, man. Well, thank you. Uh, so you know, I mean, we're really transparent about that. And one of the um, even to the point, like like the CIA that I give people for uh, for each batch of three D pump breakthrough. If you want the underlying stuff i mean i use certified labs that's why i use the test for all the you know for everything the glycerol the 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 tannins for the citrulline for for everything it comes from, from from them i'll give you the underlying documents you can call them and verify i have nothing to hide okay um so when i sell this well, well brandon does now everybody gets that okay and we tell people we like to see this in a label and instead of contract that they're going to do it and sometimes they send us a mock-up of a label and it's not quite the same label that makes it onto the bottle, okay? And, you know, unless somebody brings it to my attention, I don't really know. And even if they do, and then I say something, they're like, oh, well, we had some last-minute changes, uh, thought we told you about it. 
No, you didn't. But, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Okay. I mean, it, uh, another thing we've had happen already, we've already had somebody uh, counterfeit 3D pump breakthrough. Yeah. Somebody bought stabilized, you know, glycerol and silica and just added it in their own amylin and citrulline and was, was putting it into a canist. We, we caught it. Okay. Um, was not happy about that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I had Brandon did a really good job of diffusing that situation and turning a uh, a counterfeiter uh, who I would give the benefit of the doubt and and say that they didn't really quite understand the patent laws in the United States. Okay, give somebody give somebody a chance one time, right? And and brought them on as a legit client. Now. So we resolved that. So we took somebody who was doing something wrong. Uh, they they claimed they didn't realize they were doing something wrong. Okay, and now. They got caught and they agreed to um, to buy legit stuff, okay? And 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 I'll, you know, like I said, give the better for the doubt, say that, okay, first time. And if it happens again, now you know, right? Now, now you, know, you know, fool me once, shame on me, kind of a thing, right? That, that you know, that you know, that kind of a, a thing. But yeah, we. So it's hard to stay on. People don't realize how hard it is to do this, okay? And um, since. The, the 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 implication since the implementation of the Shea, um, the industry's changed so much. It's hard to make a lot of money, okay, legally, okay. I mean, it really is a grind. The days of of you know making you know triple or four times you know cogs, they're long gone, man. Unless you're basically just selling you know an, an energy drink with caffeine and flavor in it, you know. I mean that you could do, but I mean that's heavy to ship and the, and the advertising costs. You know, maybe 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 the profit margin is, isn't quite what I think it is in that industry either. But certainly, sports nutrition has changed a lot. Uh, the barriers to entry are a lot lower than they used to be. Um, people are willing to sell things for a lot less money than they were before. So the profit margin has really eroded. And I don't think that the uh, the market is what it used to be. I mean, I don't, I think people are more going towards. I think Josh Shaw was very prescient and right. I think people like the functional food aspect more than they like you know, gobbling down pills and powders. So um, it, it's still, it's a tough industry. And, um, you know, for anybody thinking about getting into it, you really, really make sure this is what you want. Cause it's, uh, you guys know, I mean, you guys, you guys talk to everybody, certainly more people than I, you talk to everybody, everybody knows you guys. Um, I'm sure you're hearing that from other people too, that this is not so easy anymore. Well, in the, in the teens, um, pills paid the bills, right? I mean, yep. back then, yeah, you nailed it. That was that was the big phrase. I mean, you know, test boosters, hormonal stuff, fat burners, stims, and pill. Like it was easy to make a five hundred milligram, one gram formula, sell it for seventy nine ninety nine, but you're really only buying it for you know a couple bucks. It, it was a it was a different game. Nowadays, right. you know, everyone's got a thirty gram pre workout serving size, and there there are no pills anymore. It's all flavored powders with great you know great flavors. But it's expensive to have, uh, you know, I've, I'm holding, there's a Glaxon bottle right in front of me. This packaging is not cheap, right? Everything no, is expensive. No, that's really expensive packaging. Yeah. Now right. Got, and now we've got, we've got special pills, right? We've got like uh, all sorts of uh, types of capsules. We've got all sorts of technology and the prices are just going up and up and up. And consumers are demanding this, you know? So I, the, the cool thing, I'll, I'll relate this back to this ingredient now, is that this ingredient, I think, has a very robust feeling. Like this one ingredient feels, obviously, uh, as somewhere between two and 100 ingredients put together. 
but you get a larger experience out of that. And I think that's what we need to bring that back. Well, again, my, my goal for this, and, and again, the reason why you got it in uh, an oral syringe is uh, I, I think the bigger market now for this kind of a product is in an RTD, whether that's a full 10, 12, 16 ounce carbonated one, whether it's a two ounce shot. I, I think, you know, uh, seeing companies like Rise and, you know, uh, Nutribolt and even uh, Congo brands with some of their stuff uh, with, with the, the, the RTDs everywhere. And how, and, and how about Prime, right? Which, I mean, at one point, what, they were like 6 or $8 a can or a bottle? It was ridiculous, right, uh, when it first came out. I, I think that this would, would slide really well into that market. I definitely see it also, certainly in the pre-workout powder, obviously, anything that's got that kind of a focus thing that helps you crank out extra reps or motivates you to get your 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 rear end into the gym is is definitely a good thing. And obviously, you know, the smaller market, but still probably the most profitable aspect will be the pills pay the bills. Okay. And one thing I'm going to tell everybody now is uh, this ingredient by itself in a pill form, I'm reserving for me and my company. I said I'd never do a label again. Many times you guys have heard that, but I'm going to do <laughs> one more product and it's going to be this in a pill. Okay. And it's going to be typical Bruce Dollar packaging, blister packs in a box. Awesome. Uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Mike's like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. With a hologram on it, and it's going to have a really, you know, that kind of a look to it. And uh, I'll market it towards, you know, tired housewives. Okay, so th that's going to be what you have the exclusive on the standalone, no added caffeine. Right. Now, or anything now if anybody wants to, like, like, you know, so before Chris Waldrum, like his head pops off because he's got plans for this already. Okay. That doesn't include adding caffeine or anything right. else. I'm talking about okay. this one solo, my ingredient and nothing else active by itself. No one else can do it but me. It's going to go into uh, probably a 30 count blister blister box. Okay. It's going to be a little yellow pill uh, after the, the Rolling Stone song. Remember that? Oh yeah. Mother's little helper. Yeah. I'm, I'm dating <laughs> myself guys. Yeah. You know, Right, that kind of a thing, right? Uh, and I'm definitely gonna hit it towards the the the. I don't want to say single mom. How about single parent? That's dragon. He's a little pick me up on occasion, not habitual, everyday kind of a thing. But you know, you're having a rough day with the kids, a particularly bad day. You know, this might help elevate your mood a little bit, or make you, or give you that little turbo boost to make it over the line, so you can put the kids to bed, take a shower, and you know watch the news afterwards for half an hour love it that's awesome yeah I, for me personally the and not that i had a bad mood or anything but uh i was dragging a little bit the mood and motivation is definitely there like i'm not sure if it will ultimately help people uh increase performance in the gym but it can definitely be one of those things to kick your butt into getting to the gym um and yeah definitely make it's kind of funny. You're doing most of the talking here, but it's like, it gives me a little bit more chatty feel and I want to talk more, but you are the guest at everything. Go ahead, so. man. It's no, no. Show, so man. The only thing I can say, are, I have more questions. So no, I, I agree. And I like, I like what you're doing here. And as long as uh, other people can put together their own like pill formulations, I, I already have like ideas of what I would mix with this banking on like what I'm already feeling. Um, I, yeah, I think, okay. So I took a hundred milligrams of liposomal caffeine long long lasting i don't think you need a ton of caffeine with this so um if people who would think they need to put like a 400 milligram caffeine pre-workout with this I, I think this is one of those opportunities that enable us to step it down so uh, i i'm just getting some ideas in my head just from having taken it two times 
in the last two days. Um, kind of got a, a conversation shift, but I want to know, and this this might bring up some topics. I want you to educate us. Why why not have this made in the USA? What is it? What is it about China that you have you have your, your partners in China doing this? Like, why can't we bring some of this manufacturing back to America? And I get asked that all the time. I, yeah. I was asked that a lot during COVID. People are like, why can't you make creatine in America? Okay. And I tried to talk to people about why it's not really feasible. And, and finally, I get to the point. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Where are we going to make it? Can we make it in your backyard? Like what town, what city am I going to be able to put up a, a chemical factory where I could dump toxic pollutants when I'm done based on state, local, and EPA environmental laws? Creatine's so, so precursors are pretty nasty, right? Like very nasty. And some of the, 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 the post-waste is pretty nasty. So where? I mean, China China's laws are a little bit more business-friendly, okay, in that, <laughs> in that regard, okay? So that's the first problem is I, I, there's no word that, that, I, that I can – can do it. Could, could you imagine, like, what town in America? I'm like, hey, uh, I'm gonna, I want to build a chemical plant, and maybe I'll be able to employ 200 people in your town. That's good with good paying jobs. That's the good side. The downside is I'm gonna have all this chemical waste that might be toxic in 55 gallon drums stored in the back, and I don't know how long it's gonna be there. Okay, or I've got a, I don't know if you've ever seen those solar incinerators. They they look like something like like Doctor Evil would have. They they, they melt things at like twenty five hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Or I've got to put this gigantic furnace, you know, in, in there too. So the biggest thing is where in America can, can can I get this done? Like what what town, city, state, locale? I mean, you're you're what like in you used to be in Texas. I think you moved to like somewhere a little bit a little bit more rural, right? Um, I'm in Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm, I'm outside of Tulsa. So like rural. I mean, I mean in rural Oklahoma or like rural Nevada, maybe where they used to test nuclear bombs, maybe I could put a <laughs> chemical factory there, right? But you know, short of that, like where can I do it? I, I you wouldn't believe I had everybody like I had so many people saying, Hey man, you know, made in America, let's have creatine, it's made in America. Wouldn't that be great if we could actually say that? I'm like, Yeah, it would be, but I again I don't know I don't know anybody that's gonna let me build a creatine or any kind of a a chemical factory in their backyard. Even the drug companies are like farming out stuff to like third world nations and Puerto Rico and whatnot. Now, during COVID, I did look into Vietnam and Indonesia uh, as places to set up shop to make uh, creatine, but, um, and even India, but the regulatory environment in India, it makes everything, it's Byzantine. It's just impossible to get anything done there. Um, things don't have to be made in China. Some of it's outsourced to Vietnam. Some of us outsourced to Indonesia and, and, and other places. But in a first world country, it's really difficult. Talk to the people at Alice Chem Noble about Creapure. They, they can't make it fast enough. They really can't. You know, I mean, because it's made in Germany, because I mean, they're like max capacity. I mean, short of like making a bigger factory, which probably, you know, the environmental nutbags won't let them do, they're just not able to do it. So um, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. You find a, a locale where I can set up a chemical plant. And I'll bring the investors, and we'll get it going. We start Fair looking. Enough. So yeah, it's, so it it's, 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 it's like environmental. It's like, is basically the, the the short answer. It's, it's like it's like, hey, Bruce, how can we set up a, an oil refinery? You know, to bring, help bring the price of gasoline down. I'd love to. You think the Biden administration is ever going to let me like build anybody build a new oil refinery in America? It's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like one of those things where the you know the green people. Okay, uh, and I, I'm not knocking people who are environmentally conscious. I guess I understand their point, but um, stuff's got to be made somewhere. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I'd, I'd rather the business be in America than they give it to another country if I can. Like I, I want to support America any way that I can, but it's it's just the laws, statutes, and the permitting process, the time it would take to get to get it licensed is just, you know, people to shrug your shoulders and walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, Mike, do you have anything on this ingredient left? No, I don't. Um, that's no, that's it. It's, this is, this has definitely been fun. I, I guess if there's anything else you want to catch up on or anything, then uh, I'd, uh, I'd be... I, I'm actually, and, and uh, Ben will appreciate, appreciate that. Got to get the kids ready to roll because they got jujitsu tonight. They got to go smash everybody. Um, but it's been great catching up with you guys. Uh, I am out of this material right now, but I think I'm getting a little bit more in. If you guys want to play with more, or if you think maybe the first dose, the half walls room dose was not enough, but this is too much, we could try three quarters next time. Okay. Um, y- your feedback would be really, really appreciated and, and valued if you just want to let me know where you, you think, you know, dosing, maybe I'm, maybe I'm way off. Maybe, maybe. Maybe the other one was better. I don't know. I mean, but we could talk about that offline. Um, I appreciate everything you do, and I definitely appreciate your time. Uh, I'm glad to see you guys, uh, you know, uh, doing more than review now and getting a little bit more politically active. I was very impressed to see uh, you guys standing on the steps trying to uh, outmuscle Rick Collins, which will <laughs> never happen. Nobody's, he's never going to let anybody do that. No. I mean, I mean, Jay Cutler had a hard time outmuscling him. So, uh, but, but you guys try, but, but you're getting you realize that, you know, Hey, we got to, we got to keep this industry alive and save it and not let, not let people, uh, you know, beat us down. I mean, it's a big industry and we got to do things the right way. And most importantly, if we don't like the laws, we have to change the laws, not ignore them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thank you. Thank you so much. I, I think we eventually realized if, if not us, then who there's not a lot of people standing up for this stuff. Uh, and the people that we look up to have always been the people that stood up for it. So why not? We, why don't we join the ranks? So I appreciate it. I, I would love as much of this compound as you can share. I'd love to experiment with it. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that it can do. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real believer. Yeah, I would like to take this dose with training. Um, one, yeah, I guess I would. Yeah, I'd take as much as I could get, of course. But no, two doses. I would like this dose for a like swim type workout, and then this dose for a lifting type workout. Um, All right, so you want this the, is you my want training the, dose. The full effing Waldrum dose. I would like the full effing Waldrum dose for for exercise. <laughs> you, absolutely. You, you know he's gonna kill me for this this video, right? He's definitely gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna get a phone call and we get a blast me. But um, uh, I'll probably have more material in August, cool. so I'll definitely uh, allocate probably say three or four more full effing doses for both you guys. Nice. How's that thank sound? You. Thank you so much. Work, you guys? Sounds great. Awesome. Guys. Excellent. Guys, thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Cool. We appreciate you. Thank Thanks you for the samples. Have a great day.